0: You can be good at anything that God's called you to to do. Amen. Don't go meddling and don't go messing in stuff that God hadn't called you to do. We said a couple weeks ago, and we shared a message on being a blessing. We said that we were blessed, beyond blessed, I think was actually the name of that message. And it was two weeks ago. Last week, Pastor Pam had a great word, and and that was divinely defined. And if you were here last Wednesday, you heard that. It was was great. If you weren't, there are CDs in the bookstore, and uh, you can uh, get those back there. You can check it out online, victorylafayette.org. You can, you can find that message. I mean, that's I, I, what I did. I just went online, gone, and listened to what Pastor Pam had to share. Uh, but it was a, it was a, real, uh, a real timely and, and a real anointed message. She shared a few things about her life and about our life that she hadn't really shared much of before. So uh, it, was, it was good to hear. And I think it was important for us as a body to, to understand that as a church, you know, you're defined by, by, by God. And, and He gives the vision uh, to the one who plants the church, and then it continues on in that area. But in your life, God's put that plan and that vision, and He has is, he is divinely defined who you are down to the very little iota pieces uh, of your makeup. Cellularly, gifts and talents, intelligence, all of those things. Man, He has packed it all in who you are. And uh, if, if you will follow Him and allow Him to move you and follow Him in the, in the things that He has for you to do, all of those things will unfold. And you know you're like I am and I shared a little bit about it on on sunday and pastor pam did you know on wednesday It doesn't seem like 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 it really is divinely defined right now But if you look back in your life There were plenty of those moments where it didn't seem like why did that happen? Why did this where did this come from? What was this? Why was this about why does god having me do that and now when you look back you see how all those things made the puzzle Put all the pieces together that made you who you are today and he's doing the same thing in your life as we go Forward, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about following Him on Sunday, on Easter Sunday. So I would encourage you to to come. It'll be a great time. But but you know, it says in Deuteronomy in, in chapter two, in verse four through seven, it, it says you know that, that God loves us enough to bless us. You know, and. and we, we, weren't, we weren't just something that, that God said, eh, you know, I mean, Adam and Eve messed up, so we're done blessing them. It, it, it continued to go, it says, and he commanded the people saying, you're about to pass through this territory of your brother and descendants of Esau who live in Seir, and they, they will be afraid of you. He was telling this to the children of, uh, of Israel, and he said, therefore, watch yourselves carefully. But then he went on and he told them, don't meddle with them. He said, don't, 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 don't do anything to hurt them. Don't do, I'm not giving you any of their land. I'm just asking you to go through. And then he tells them, you need to buy food from them. You need to buy water from them. You need to do all these kind of things. Now, the children of Israel were the blessed children of Israel. They understood that. They knew that. They knew the covenant they had with God. They knew that he took care of them, and he, and he did all those things. But what he was showing them was, because he always told them they were going to be conquerors. He always told them that you're going to go into the promised land, that you're going to conquer, that you're going to possess all these things. But he said, for the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. See, if you go all the way to the end of that, it says the Lord your God has blessed you in all of your works, so you have the ability to pay for your bread, to pay for your water, to pay for those things. It said in Genesis, we said in chapter 1, verse 26 through 28, is where God created man. It said, you know, he, he made man, it said, in his own image. And then if you go past that part, he says, and then he blessed them. He blessed them. And we said that it didn't stop with adam it didn't stop with eve they made a mistake they got tossed out of the garden they got you know they got expelled from that area in that place because of the tree of life because of the sin and all the stuff that entered in because of them we were all born into that sin but because of jesus we don't have to live in that anymore that's what we celebrate as we go through palm sunday into the resurrection crucifixion resurrection and easter See, because of Adam and Eve, every person in this world is born into sin with a sin nature. But because Jesus came as the second Adam, and he did not make that mistake, yet he was the sacrifice once and for all for each one of us, we don't have to live that way anymore. He separates us from that sin nature. He separates us from being a sinner into a saint. We can't do it ourselves, but he does it for us. And the blessing that came to Adam as God blessed mankind through that happened again in... Abraham, if you go in Genesis in chapter 12, right? It says that I'm going to bless you. And then that blessing of Abraham continued on. And since we are, if you go to Galatians, it says in chapter 3 and 4, we're both adopted and heirs. Because of Jesus Christ, because of his blood being shed, we're part of his household. So now, not only were Adam and Eve blessed, not only was, was Abraham blessed, all the descendants of Abraham are blessed, and we're part of that crowd because we are in the family now. See, we couldn't do that on our own. We couldn't get in the family. But Jesus died on the cross so that we could be adopted and be heirs. And so he brought us in. And now we are in line for those blessings. In Ephesians in chapter 1, it says that, that God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Thanks be to God who's blessed us, man. He's blessed us. He's blessed us. He's blessed us. He's blessed you. That's what we talked about a couple weeks ago. That, that we're, we're, we're blessed, man. You gotta you have to have a blessed mentality, you have to have a mentality that says I'm blessed like Pastor Pam says, "Hey, I got I I'm, I know this is what God put in my hands this week. I'm I'm just giving back to him. God, I'm blessed." I can't outgive God. I can I can't outplant God. I can't See every time I plant seed, what happens? A harvest grows. So every time you're planting seed of your time, every time you're planting seed of your efforts, every time you're planting seed of your gifts, your talents, every time you plant seed of your money, every time you plant seed of friendship, every time you plant seed of love, every time you say, see, every time you plant those seeds, those things grow up in your life into a harvest. You don't do that. God does that in your life. But if you'll allow, you see, you got to have a mentality that says, I'm blessed, or else what will you do? You'll stop doing that. When it starts getting stark, and when the pantry starts getting... See, the, the lady that Pastor Pam was talking about, you know, in the Old Testament, she didn't have... She said, I'm just going to die. I'm going to make some bread and die. Why? Because there was nothing left in her house. She had very little. But what she did have, she was blessed by God. And if she would do that for the man of God, if she would do that, as the man of God asked her to make the... If she would do that, he said, You'll, you won't run out. You won't run out. You'll continue to... And she continued to have. In your life, you have to have a mentality that says, I'm not going to eat it and die. I'm going to give it and live. I'm going to plant my life. I'm going to plant whatever seed. I'm going to plant whatever God says. And I'm going to live. See, we said, who who is the blesser? We said, it's God. Duh. You know, that's what we said a couple weeks ago. And we said, well, who is the blessee? That's us. Duh. So, So here's the thing. Why did he bless you? So we could be a blessing. Duh. That's what it says in Genesis in chapter 12. If you go there and you you read the rest that we started, you know, when we talked about where he said he was going to bless bless Abraham. But but if you go back there and you read that, it says, that so you could be a blessing. I will make you a great nation and I will bless you, it says in verse 2 of Genesis 12. I'll make your name great and you shall be a blessing. You shall be a blessing. It goes on and it says, I will bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curses you. And in you, all of the families of the earth shall be blessed. We're part of those families. We're part of his family. But it says you're not just going to be blessed. It says you're going to be blessed to be a blessing. And what happens in many people's lives is, is, is you head that direction. See, we, we get, we get, we understand, we get saved, or maybe we, we know, we, we're headed in that direction. We're like, oh, man, God's really blessing us. But then when something comes up. Something happens. Some, there, there's some kind of event Many times there might be multiple events. I, you know, I, I don't know. But what, what stops? I mean, you know people who are like this. Not necessarily people who aren't saved. I'm, I'm speaking really mainly about people who know Jesus. And then just, just somewhere in that you, you were walking with them. They were they were following Jesus just like you. You were going together. You were headed down that path the same way, the same time. And then you, you all of a sudden you look back and, and they weren't there anymore. See what what hat see you're, you're out, you're, you're following in God's God's anointing. You're going and you're doing all it's easier to say that. That's you. That's me. We're, we're going that way. And we're we're headed in one, God's blessing us. And we're growing and we're we're reading the word and we're spending time on our knees we're spending time trying to figure out what, what God says in here and what he's speaking to our heart. We're, we're, we're listening to, to CDs and d- watching DVDs and we're, we're going to, to VBI and we're, you know, we're, we're going to mentoring on Monday nights and we're spending time pouring ourselves into somebody else. And, you know, we're headed down this direction, but all of a sudden our buddy that was with us, they're not there anymore. You know, what happened? You know, you can look next to you probably today in church and there was somebody that used to sit with you who doesn't sit with you anymore. Well, what, 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 ha- what happened? We're, where did that go see we're blessed to be a blessing now you think about whoever that person was that just came to your mind now think about them are they are are they being not are they being a blessing are they being blessed probably not now sometimes uh, that blessing uh, leads to that strain but in those cases most of the time you'll see that that blessing will begin to dry up in that place but but what i what i see is i go as you go forward that person that you're thinking about you're thinking man they're not blessed at all they're upset. They're cantankerous. Something happened in their life. They they didn't get past an event. They didn't get past somebody dying. They didn't get past some sin. They didn't get past what had happened to them previously. They don't. They didn't get past somebody else getting more blessed than them. They didn't get past the pastor making them mad. They didn't get past somebody not letting them do something. They didn't get past it. So they didn't get past god god not doing something they thought was going to happen this week didn't happen this week So they got mad so they didn't get past that And what happened now? They're not they're now. They're not blessed So how can they be able I mean, they can't even be a blessed they're not blessed What in our life if, if we're if we're if we're blessed if we're living beyond blessed If that's who we are and that's who god created us to be and it says in his word and We followed that path a couple weeks ago. We got to that point and said yes, 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 that's me I know i'm blessed man. I, I know i'm blessed to be a blessing. Oh, Yeah now, what we don't want to end up being is that person that's stuck somewhere. We don't want to be that person that's that stopped over here. Because it says that if, you, if you're going to be blessed, and you're going to live your life as a blessing, that means you really, truly, you're just a steward of the things that God's given you. You understand that what he's put in your hand is his to give back to him. What, what he's put in your house is His to give, yours to give back to him. What, what he, see, all of those gifts, all those talents, those things that he's entrusted to you are yours to use for him don't take ownership of those things because that god said he's he's the one who gives all and he's put those things in your hand he's the one who has blessed you to be a blessing so you can be so he's blessed you so you can be a blessing don't let dysfunction stop you from that See, don't, don't let it, don't let some event, don't let, don't let a passing of a loved one, don't let a, a a losing of a job, don't, don't let it, don't let a relationship that's fizzled away, don't, don't let somebody who's done you wrong, don't let somebody who's, who's treated your kids bad, don't let somebody who spoke something that, man, you, you knew was true, but you didn't want to believe it, so you just got upset and got mad. Don't let an offense, don't let unforgiveness, don't let those things stop you. Because the world is full of people who don't know Jesus, who are dealing with all of those issues. But what those people need are people who do know Jesus, who aren't dealing with those issues. See, how can you be a blessing? See, you are blessed to be a blessing. How can we be a blessing if we're dealing with all those issues and all of that unforgiveness and all of that stuff that the world is dealing with? That makes it very difficult for us to be different. See, what did we say in the beginning? You are God's chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, but it says you're his own peculiar folks. And if we as the body of Christ are living our lives in dysfunction, then how are we any different than the dysfunctional world in which we live? It's very, di- it's very difficult to make a, distinguish, a, a distinction between somebody who's walking with God, who's being blessed and being a blessing, but decided along the way that they're going to be dysfunctional because of this hurt, this pain, this thing, this trial, this tribulation, this stuff, and somebody who's walking in the world now. You almost even yourself out. And I just, I just felt to just, you know, in, in, in Luke and in chapter 10, it's the story of the Good Samaritan. And I think too many believers are on the side of the road. See, too many believers. I, the Good Samaritan story says that this man was walking down the road and, and, and he watched and he saw, this guy was lame and he was hurt and he was beaten and all those things were going down. He was, he was in a bad place. And, and he saw all the people pass and Jesus was telling the story and he said the one who stopped and helped him was the Samaritan who really shouldn't have helped him and really shouldn't in those days. Those, those people didn't get along, but he stopped and he helped him and he took him to the end and he took care of him and he did all those kind of things. And Jesus said, that's, that's, that's who we're supposed to be. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, that's who we're supposed to be as believers. The problem is, I think many times too many believers are on the side of the road, they're the busted up, broken down ones. See, what, 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 what takes, we're not supposed to be that person. It doesn't say we won't go through things. It doesn't say we won't face things. It says that there's going to be tribulation. It says there's going to be persecution. It says there's going to be hurt. It says these, these things will all happen in the earth. But, but it says as believers, we're supposed to live differently. We're supposed to be blessed to be a blessing. It didn't say that if somebody hurts you, then you can sit down on the side of the road. It doesn't say that if things go wrong in your life, then then that's an excuse not to. It it doesn't say that. It says despite all of those things happening, you must continue on. See, it doesn't say you can stop being a blessing if something bad happens to you. It doesn't say you can stop being a blessing if, if your kids go the wrong way. It doesn't say you can stop being a blessing if somebody that you really cared about isn't there anymore it doesn't say you can stop being a blessing if the church goes wacko and and doesn't do the things that you think they should do see it it doesn't say in there it says you're supposed to be blessed to be a blessing it says in all you all the families of the earth are going to be blessed you are supposed to be in this earth to be a blessing to people who are around you period regardless that that's that, that, that not that you don't grieve a situation not that not that things don't but but as a believer you move forward you know people, and you've seen people, and you've been in people's lives who didn't move forward. And that's why I'm saying it, it, it becomes dysfunctional, because, because the, 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 nobody will go past that point. You know the person who says, yeah, 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 but three years ago. See, yeah, 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 but, but 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 last week this person. No, we're, we're seven days from last week. You know, and, and, and it's, it's not meant to be, to, to be a, a giggly thing, but, uh, you know, I mean, my grandma passed away years ago. I, I can't be hung up on that. I love Grandma Aggie. She was a fantastic little half-Indian lady. I I just loved her. She played bingo with the best of them, man. I mean, she was, I love Grandma Aggie. But Grandma Aggie passed away, and I know that she knew Jesus, and so she's in heaven. And so I got to go tomorrow. I have to go forward. I have fond memories of Grandma. Sometimes I tell my sister, come on, come on, come on, do that imitation of Grandma. I miss Grandma, and Lori does this thing that she does that Grandma used to do, and it just makes me smile. But see, I, I'm, not, I'm not on the side of the road saying, yeah, but see, 10 years ago my grandma died, or five years ago my grandma. I, you, 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 can't, you can't let those things keep it. We, we said we are blessed to be a blessing, so I'm going forward. You've got you to get rid of those things and let go of those things. We have to in our lives that make us stop. What are those things that we go back to? What are those things that the devil brings up? that, we, that we, Not the things that he brings up and that you cast off, the things that he brings up and then you get involved in. See, because the devil knows what you are messed up. He knows where you messed up before. He knows what's going on. He knows all those things. So those are the things that he brings back. So what, what are those things, you know, that, that come on your way? And, and you cast them down because, man, you're fighting the right fight. And you're saying, no, man, I bind that fault in Jesus' name. That's not who I am. This, I am that. Or this is going on. This is what God said. This is the direction. See, that's, that's, that's the person who's being a blessing, who we're, we're going forward. But the person who keeps going back to those old tied-up ships, See, we keep keep going back to those old old points, those old places, those old things. You have to break free from those things in your life. Jesus came to set you free. And and, and you say, well, if I could just get somebody to pray for me again. Well, okay, somebody's gonna lay hands on you and pray for you again. But you gotta walk free from that point. Burn that ship, kerosene all over it. Put it, burn it, get rid of it, put holes in it, sink it. And go forward. You You have to move forward. It says in Jesus, there's abundant life. It doesn't say like periodically. John 10, 10 says that the thief comes to steal, kill and to destroy, but I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Not like every now and then. Not in between the victories, you're gonna really suffer. No, in between the victories, there's no abundant life, but only on the mountaintops. No, man, it didn't say any of that. It says you have abundant life, period. Now, I gotta tell myself that just like you have to tell yourself. I have, to, I have to be convinced of that. I have to be fully assured. I have to know that that's the truth. Every day, every moment. We face things that come against us just like you face things that come against you. And I, I, the enemy brings back... He doesn't bring back crazy stuff to me. He brings back the stuff that did happen. He brings back the stuff that I did struggle with. He brings back the stuff that I have fallen for in the past. I mean, he, br- he doesn't bring back just crazy stuff. He doesn't, he doesn't come back and, 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 and bring back places where Corey's made mistakes on me. I, see, it's, it's the places where I've made mistakes. And so it's not like I face some easier battle or I face some different road than, than, than the rest of you. We all face the same road. We're all walking down that road together. We are all blessed in Jesus Christ, and we're all blessed to be a blessing. But what we can't do is is, is stop that it said jesus came in first corinthians He came to be the fulfillment of all the promises of god All of the promises of god in him it says are yes and amen But it says here that if you if you go wacko Now this is now now this isn't in the this isn't written here In first corinthians chapter 9 But it says if you go wacko and you start thinking about all that junk you're going to disqualify yourself See, it says he's the one who's qualified us. He's the one who's put us in the race. He's the one who's put us in his family. He's the one that says you're okay. He's the one that says that you're going to be this. He's the one that says you're going to make it. He's the one that says you're blessed. But it's, it's, it's me, the one who goes wacko. It says, but if I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. See, if I go wacko, and I end up with crazy thoughts, I end up with crazy words, I end up saying stuff that doesn't line up with the Word, no matter how true it seems in the natural, I'm disqualifying myself from the race and from the prize. See, and that's where I get back to that point that says, you know, the body of Christ can't be disqualified. Now, this is encouraged. I mean, this is encouraging. We are blessed to be a blessing. I'm telling you today that dysfunction and all of that stuff and all of those junks and the events of the past don't have any hold on you whatsoever. Don't let them. Stop letting them have those holds. Stop letting them keep you from. As a believer, that's not who you are. I know it's easy for you to say, "Well, yeah, man," but I've I've gone through some stuff. It's easy. You've gone through some stuff. You've faced some battles. And you've been victorious. You may have faced some, and you may have made a mistake. But it says that he is what? Faithful and just to forgive us. As we come back to him and say, God, I've made a mistake. I've messed up. It says he forgets that. And he moves us which direction? Forward. He doesn't say, go back and pay penance, and when you're all finished, you can come. It doesn't say that. It says in the word that he forgets that thing. It says that he takes your sin, and he separates as far as the east is from the west. It's hard. You say, I can't believe that. Well, that's the same thing that we talked about with grace on that video last week on, or on Sunday morning. That's what, I mean, that's what it is. Peter said, I, I'm not going to deny you. Yet he did just to, immediately right after that, denied him three times vehemently. God didn't say, well, you've got to go back there and suffer. Jesus didn't say, well, then you, you know, just go tell my disciples, but tell Peter he's going to have to suffer a little bit longer. Nope, he said, tell my disciples what? And Peter. Why? Because I don't want him to get stuck. I don't want him to become dysfunctional. I don't, don't, there's great things for him. See, there's great things for him to do. I, I can't afford to have this. I mean, that's a huge mistake. That's a huge mess up. That's a huge failure. I can't, I can't afford to have that keep him in this place. He has to move forward. Got to burn that ship. Get rid of that thing. Get rid of the things that make you go back. Get rid of the things that make you stop. Dysfunction messes up your tree. It doesn't just mess up you, it messes up your tree. The little ones who come from you, those who are around you, those who you're influencing and impacting. It, means bad fruit. Messes up the whole thing. You get, you get a, you get a nasty little apple or something, you get rid of it. You don't leave it in the fruit bowl. Why? Because it messes up all the rest of the fruit. Fruit flies drive me nuts right up there with wind. I mean, it's right up there. If you were here, man, and when I did the wind thing, it's, it's fruit flies and wind. They're both really high on the list. Because then they start getting in all the other fruit. And then you just can't get rid of them. I mean, I'll throw like a whole thing of fruit, man, just like right out the window. It just freaks me out. Why? Because the bad, bad apples do that. Doesn't it say that in first, see, it says that in first Corinthians. in first Corinthians, it says, it says, it says, bad company corrupts good morals. Dysfunction in your life will begin to corrupt those people who come from you They'll begin to corrupt your house I tell parents this it's not a, it's not hundred percent true But it's a lot of percent true If you think your kids are messed up and they're freaked out and they're going the wrong way and they're dysfunctional look in the mirror I get about the same response from parents Not what did I say? What did I say? It's not hundred percent true It's not hundred percent true just some of the percent you figure out what it is. Because it's not true. Kids make their own decisions. Kids get to a certain age. They start making a bunch of crazy decisions. They start hanging with the wrong folks. I mean, it's, 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 not, it's not all that. But I, I taught for a long time. I, I, saw, I saw kids and thought, wow, what in the world? Then I met the parent and I thought, oh, that's why. Okay. All right? I, it's It's sad. Sad but true. The kid comes into class the next day, and you just give him a hug. Oh man, God bless you. You're really good for what you came from. I'm not going to hold that against you anymore. No, you don't say that. You love them, but 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 I'm telling you that nut don't fall that, that nut doesn't fall far from the tree. That's truth. Don't allow dysfunction in your life. That'll stop. That'll that'll just just I man. It'll stop everybody. You'll, you'll, end, you'll end up with a whole, a whole house full of a mess so you, can't, you can't allow that to affect It begins to affect the tree It begins to affect the thing But here's the deal It says in Galatians You're not cursed Because people say Well that's just the way it was My mom was like that My dad was like that My uncle was like that My grandma was like that But it, but it says in Galatians It says in chapter 3 that, that Christ has redeemed us from what? The curse of the law You're blessed to be a blessing, there ain't no curse. You're blessed to be a blessing, there ain't no curse. Yeah, but my grandma said that my mom was like this, and she said that I was going to be like this, and she said my kid's going to be like this. Uh Uh-uh, stop that. Take authority. Bind it in Jesus. Begin to break that thing. That thing that says my grandpa was an addict, so my dad was an addict, so I'm going to be an addict. So I'm going to, uh-uh. I sat down with my son and began to explain this to him. Listen, let me just tell you a little bit about generational curses. You've got to bind those things in Jesus' name. You have to begin to break them off of your family. Is it Marilyn Hickey that wrote that book? I mean, it, you, you, you have to take authority in your household. You understand that you are a blessing. You're, you're blessed, flat out, period. All of that junk is gone because Christ became a curse for us. He took the curse on the tree. That doesn't exist. Grandma may have said that. That may have been the way it was. But I'm telling you right now, it stops right here. See, it stops right here. Why? Because I am blessed to be a blessing. I'm not cursed. And I, I began to, I sat Dingle down when he was a little older and old enough to explain it. I said, let me just tell you what, what got your grandpa, your great-grandpa, what got your grandpa, what dang near got me. I'm just telling you right now. I'm bound it, buddy. But you, let me just tell you where you're susceptible. I'm not saying it's genetic, I'm not saying that's crap. I, well, sorry, can I say that? I guess so. Sorry, mom. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) She used to sit like this when I would preach with her little, she'd hold on to her teeth and like, oh, I don't know what he's going to say, but I guess, I guess it's all right now. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, well, I don't want, (laughs) yikes, but I'm just telling you, see. People say that stuff, I, I don't believe that. It, it's, it's, it's spiritually, I would assume, genetic, not naturally genetic. See, my, 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 just because my, great, my, my grandpa was, his great grandpa, because my dad, his, his grandpa, because I was at one point, that doesn't mean he's going to be. Now, I told him, I will, I, will, I will promise you this, the devil will come at you with that. And I'm just letting you know right now, buddy, you're going to have to stand guard. You're going to have to move forward. You're going to have to stand guard. If you make a mistake, you make a mistake, you go forward. And you begin to buy See, you can't, you can't. I could be all hung up in it. I could be all hung up, kill my grandpa, or almost kill my dad. You know, I mean, it's me. It's going to be him. You know, I could be hung up in it. People, some, some people are, they're just, they're just deceived enough to almost celebrate dysfunction. I mean, watch TV. I mean, you, you see some of these reality shows. I mean, it's just like, I mean, it's, it's all the way down. It's, it's, you, you don't celebrate. We don't celebrate dysfunction. We, we, we fight the enemy tooth and nail with everything that we have in us. See, if we're, if we're, if we're blessed to be a blessing and we're going to live that life, then we have to stand guard, burn that stuff, bind that stuff in Jesus' name and move forward. Can't, can't, can't go back. Look at Lot's wife. I mean, it says in Genesis, you know, in chapter 19, God is getting ready to, to get rid of Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, he's going to wipe it off because it's such a, I mean, I mean it's just, you know, oh. It's just gone wrong to the nth degree. And so he's going to wipe it out, and he says to Lot, get your family, get everybody, let's, let's get out of here. And then the angel comes, and he like, grabs him by the hand, and his wife is, come on, let's get you out of this city. Go, what does he say? Go forward. Go that way. He, 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 even, he, he even goes past like, don't go back. He says, don't look back. He, t- he tells him, don't even, don't even look back. Act, get to the place where you're going. And what happened to his wife? See, it's, it, 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 it might have happened to your friend or your, that's that person, see, that's stuck back there somewhere. See, we've gone past and we're still a blessing and that we're all here. We'll just blame that one who's not here. You know, that person is not here tonight. You know, they see, you start looking back. You start thinking about what grandpa was. You start thinking about what grandpa, you start thinking about what happened in your life. You start thinking about the past and you're going to be that person 10 years from now who says, yeah, but 15 years ago, 10 years ago, this 12 years ago. Well, 12 years, a long time. Five years, a long time, a week, a day. You've asked forgiveness. It is separated. That that didn't even happen anymore. You're past that. See, and Lot's wife, all of a sudden, she looks back. She becomes a pillar of salt, and there he stands. Now you want to talk about, now everything else behind him is all being destroyed. All of that's being taken. All of that's just being obliterated. And now his wife, she's not going anywhere now. She's only good for french fries, hamburgers, and green beans. You shake a little off. I mean, there's, there's not anything there. That's much funnier tonight than it was yesterday, wasn't it? The younger kids didn't get that, but you guys got that, so that's good. It's just that. But see, I mean, how devastating would that be? So, you want to talk about having events that are devastating to you. Everything's happening back here, and he's trying to go forward. And his wife turns around, and now, poof, she's a pillar of salt. And so now what does he have to do? He still has to go where? Forward. See, even, even in all that was going down, and now his wife is assault. I mean, even that, that's the person who's supposed to be closest to him, and now, now that's gone too. But what did he do? He went forward. Why? the angel said i have to go this way I I, I I can't go back i can't look back even though somebody was with you and they were tight and they were on your side and they were for you but they're not there you have to you have to go i don't want to leave them then pray for them pray for them when those opportunities arise speak to speak into their life but but, but see it does not say oh, i't can't, i can't come and i can't i can't minister to you but see, spiritually in my life, I can't go back. I can't put myself there spiritually. In my life, I can't go back there. I gotta, I gotta go there. And I'm, that, that's not—I'm telling you—that's that's work. You you gotta you gotta want I mean you gotta every every moment of every day there there are situations and things that arise that, that come that come against you that, that every day almost you every moment of the day you gotta tell yourself that's not true that's not who you are that's not true. That's not who I am. But it says in the Word that as you begin to surround yourself with what God says, you begin to speak what God says, you begin to believe what God says, and you begin to fight against that. Oh, but it's so much. Yeah, but he says you can overcome anything that's come against you. It says you're an overcomer in this world because Jesus who lives on the inside of you. And by faith, you can overcome that. How? By faith, you can overcome that. What am I supposed to do? By faith, you can overcome that. Well, how do I get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. See, we said that on Sunday. He knew you're in from the beginning. He put inside of you what you need to get from there to the end before you ever started. So it's there. It's on the inside. You're just going to have to rely on it, just like I have to rely on it. And here's the thing. Jesus became our example. I mean, He, he, he came on this earth, see, and He walked through all of this stuff, and He became our example. I don't have anybody to look to. Everybody I know has made a mistake. Everybody I know has fallen. Jesus didn't. He he lived every day day to be a blessing. He he, He gave it all the way to the very last moment to be a blessing. He gave every last breath, every last ounce of blood, every last drop of sweat. He gave everything that He had to be a blessing for you and for me. So we do have an example, we do have somebody to follow. How many people on TVs today seeing all those sports stars They say, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, nobody's, I'm nobody's hero. I don't need to be an example. I'm just me. But Jesus, see, said he came, he came to be our example. He came, he came to, he came. He says he faced all the things that we face. He faced all the situations, all the tests, all the trials, all the stuff. He faced all those things and he overcame them. Why? So that we could. See, if he didn't, we could never. But because he did, we can. See, because, see, if he didn't do it, if he would have given up, if he would have given out, if he would have called the angels down, if he would have done those things, we would have been doomed. But because he didn't, that gives us hope that we can. Because it says, I can do all things, not on my own, but what? Through Christ who strengthens me. And why is that such a big deal? Because he already overcame it. See, he already got past it. He didn't allow those things to hold him back. See, what do you go back to? What's that that thing? What's that piece? What's that dysfunction in your life? It says in Hebrews chapter 12, we're supposed to lay aside the sin and the weight and everything that so easily what? Easily ensnares us. So easily ensnares us. See, it's not not like this some kind of complex mathematical problem. It's two plus two, four. Oh, it got me again. See, it says the, the sin and the weights that so easily ensnare us. See, he's encouraging us. Get past it, man. Get past it. And do what? Run with endurance the race that is set before us. I don't know too many races where they tell you to run backwards. The races tell you to run which way? Forward. See, run forward. Run forward. Go forward. Don't go back to the boats. Don't go back. Don't go back. When I ran, I used to tell this story all the time, right? When I ran, I ran away from home because if I I ran around home, I'd quit. So if I was running 10 miles, I made sure it was at least five miles from home before I turned around. See, my track was out there. Why? Because if I ran around my house, I'd quit after about a week or about a mile, about a week. Yeah. I could really run back in the day, weeks at a time. Because it's easy to give up. It's easy to give in. It's to the flesh, see? To the flesh, it's easy to give up. It's easy to give in. It's easy to quit. It's easy to stop. It's easy to go back. It's easy to get dysfunctional. It's easy to get hooked and all of that. Because the flesh likes it. It's easy to the flesh. But is the flesh in charge? shouldn't be. Nowhere in the Bible does it says, let your flesh just do whatever it wants to. Nope. Even on bad days? Nope. Even when I really feel like it? Nope. It doesn't even give you like a thank God it's Friday in here for your flesh. I mean, nowhere in here does it say, oh, okay, one Friday a year, just knock it all out. Nope. You know you can say it darn it man that'd be really cool no it wouldn't because the wages of sin is what death ye See, you don't you know you don't No, no 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 i don't want you don't want that break you don't want to see who wants to go who wants to go back see last night it was 11:30, and i was like you know what i've been doing really good i'm gonna eat a big bowl of ice cream Uh so i said i deserve it i mean i've been doing good i've lost a couple pounds <laughs> not anymore but you know i mean that <laughs> but i deserve it see i deserve to be able to go back i'm falling off the ice cream wagon so i thought you know what i thought well i won't go ice cream because that's obviously the devil But there's cereal, see, and cereal have real grain in it. So it's got to be healthy to eat Fruity Pebbles. (laughs) And so I said, well, I'm a mixer, so I'll mix it with cinnamon life. Because, you know, there's life in cinnamon life. There's got to be. So, see, but how do we do, you we do this, we do this. It's easy to go back. It's easy to go back. I keep telling her, quit buying this stuff. help me out. <laughs> right. It's her fault. It is her fault. She keeps bringing it all. I got more boxes of cinnamon life in my house. They must have had a sale. I'm just like, they're hiding all over the place. I found one. Like, they're everywhere. It's easy to go. I am looking. I am. I am looking. You're right. They all know me, but I was going back. And not even a healthy go back like i'll just have a small bowl i was like we got these serious bowls. we got serious cereal bowls man we got some big ones <laughs> they're nice too you can fill them up really high and i don't even give the milk room to make it move man you know what i do i put my hand on top of it when i pour in the milk <laughs> that way it can't float out it's good i'm going right That you get more that way i just had a bowl now the fact that it was a serving bowl doesn't make any difference it was one bowl of cereal. And you got to hold it like that, because until you sit down, it's going to fall off, right? So you got to go sit down. And then what do you do? You sit it right here, and then you watch TV. But it's easy to go back. See? It's easy to go back. And it tasted so good for about the first 40 bites. But then the last 20 or 30, they weren't so good but you're not stopping i mean you know you've already poured it you're not going to let it go to waste why would i stop now i've already finished you know i've already got back in the boat but then you know what like i started i went i got up and then put it in the dishwasher because i want to be a good guy if i'm going to go south on the diet at least i'm going to be all right in her eyes i'm going to put it in the dishwasher and and then what happens you just don't feel so good and see for that see for for just a moment you thought that's really going to make the difference see i deserve it i I deserve to have that so i'm gonna i'm gonna do it and i do it up big just like you know and then all of a sudden after you do that you go oh i don't feel so good my tummy hurts (laughs) and she's like you idiot you just just ate three boxes of cereal (laughs) of course your tummy hurts i mean i (laughs) that would kill the dog so but see, what happens immediately, that you know, even the satisfaction only lasts for a moment. It doesn't even last for the whole thing. So why are you going to go back and become serially dysfunctional? <laughs> I'm preaching to myself now, so if this fits you, just take it. But this is for me. So why, 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 why do we, why do we go, why do we go back? See, it be like Jesus coming down from the right hand now and saying, you know what, I didn't sin before, but I might as well just, you know, whoop it up here for a while. Well, that just—it gets really quiet. Even the air conditioner stopped. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> whoa! <laughs> but then, why is it okay for us? See, why does that sound so odd to say? I mean, why does that sound like no way? But for us, see, where are we? We're seated where with him. It says so. It says we're seated with him in heavenly places. So then, why? Why am I assuming that it's okay for me to get stuck back here? Why is it okay to be dysfunctional? Why is it okay to be back in that place? It's not. The word doesn't give us an opportunity, it doesn't give us a chance. It says, Follow after me. It says, Follow. We'll talk about it on Sunday. Follow, Follow in his footsteps. It says in Ephesians 5 1, be imitators of Christ as dear little children. It says, Be imitators of God as a dear little child. Pastor Bill always shared the story about, about our son, Daniel, when he was a little guy. He hung out here a lot when he was little. Grandma watched him, and, and when, when he was a little guy, and he would come with Pop to church, and Pop would come and straighten the chairs, and he'd look back, and Daniel would be, whatever Pop did, Daniel was doing that too. That as Pop went, he would do it. And, and he even started messing around with him. He'd like pump one like that, you know, and Daniel would pump one like that. He didn't know what he was doing. He's, he's only this tall in sweatpants and cowboy boots. I mean, he's just, he's just a little guy. But he wanted to be, see. He wanted to be like. He wanted to be like Pop. So he was going to do whatever Pop did. Do you want to be like? See, you want to be like Jesus? Do whatever Jesus did. What would Jesus do? Not a bracelet you wear. It's a lifestyle. It's who you are. It's who you are. See, I don't think he'd be stuck. I don't think he'd be dysfunctional. I don't think he'd be in those places. Why? Because he knows who he is. I'm a son of God, and I'm going forward. This is the direction. This is the thing. This is what it is, and this is where I'm going. The enemy came right? Matthew chapter 4 began to tempt him and test him and do those things. Doesn't the enemy come and tempt you and test you and do those things? And he overcame with the word, with the word, with the word. And we overcome with what? The word, with the word, the word. It says you overcome them by the blood of the lamb and the, the word of your testimony. And you keep moving and you keep going forward and you, you see, you don't stop. You don't get hung up. You don't get dysfunctional. Something happens in your life, man, you pray. God, I need your help. I, I need you. I need you. I need you. And what does he do? He helps you. He helps you. He encourages you. But when you run off and you try to be by yourself and you try to get it figured out, then it just falls apart. So I would encourage you where you are today. Break dysfunction in your life. Let it just get rid of it once and for all. Once and for all. And it's not standing. I'm burning my ships. I'm not going back. I, I got a story real quick as we finish. And, you know, it's, this, it's this guy and i've told i've told you a story a lot he was here last year around this time terry henshaw is his name and uh, he was the real rich young ruler you know and, and i use that story a lot and, and i and i know one you know i know this guy and he was he was this he's very successful H- had nothing in the i mean had nothing he went after this dream that god put in his heart and he had nothing to the point where he had to dig in the couch to find a, just a little bit of change to go to the to go to the store and to get some milk and when he was there, his little, his, his little one said, Daddy, can I have an ice cream cone? And he had to make a decision, does he buy milk for everybody or a little ice cream cone for his kid? And he, I mean, that was about the end, man. He was about to just say, you know what, God? You can have your dream. You can have it all. If I can't get my kid an ice cream cone, I have to pick between milk for my other ones and ice cream. For, I, this, what am I even doing? But was something on the inside of him. See, so wouldn't let him give up. Wouldn't let him get dysfunctional. Wouldn't let him go back to that place. He just kept pulling him forward. Kept, something on the inside of him kept pulling him forward. And he made it past that day, into another day, into another day, and into another day. And, and over a period of, of time, God began to, to change things, bless him. They, all of a sudden his business began to grow, and this, it was this crazy business, and it just all of a sudden flourished, and, and, it, and it became everything that, that he had dreamed of, and more, and there, were, there was money all over the place, and investors, and people wanted to be a part of it. I mean, it was just like, ho, ho, he loves God. He's giving. He's doing things. I mean, he's just like, yes. He and his wife, Brenda, like, this is what God told us. This is what he promised us. And then God said, sell it all. Sell it all, every bit of it. I mean, literally. Now, we use this story, you know, the rich young ruler. And we say, he told the guy, sell it all, then come and follow me. And we talk about, you know, that was just this instance and this opportunity in this guy's heart to say, okay, God, I'm not going to have anything between me and you. I'm going to let go of all the strings. I'm not going to hold on to anything. You know, I'm just, I want to follow after you. Well, he told him, you, you literally, you go into your investors, you go into your partners and say, I want this much money. And then give it all away. And he did. He went in and he sat down with his, with his folks and he said, I'm I, I'm out. I want this, I, I want this much. And they wrote him a check. See ya. They wanted to do some stuff he didn't want to do. It was, you know, it was good for them to get rid of him. He was doing what God told him to do. As hard and as difficult as it was. He did it, man. And then when he got home, he said he and Brenda got to sit down, and then do the second part. <laughs> give it all away. Just give it all away. Began to write big checks to ministries and and people. Whoever God told them to give, they just given them and then ended up in russia to go help billy joe billy joe was just getting ready to go to russia and he said i okay i'll go to help you know i just sold my business i got nothing to do i'll go with you and i'll stay for just a short period of time you know and i'll, I'll help you while you're coming and then when my ticket expires I'll come home and start a new business and see, if you'll just do what God told you to do today, He'll take care of tomorrow. If you just don't go back to dysfunction that moment when you have to pick between ice cream and milk. I mean, if you won't go there, if you'll go forward that step, He'll take you to that next place. He'll take you to that spot. He'll take you to that part. Don't give up, Kia. You come too far. See, you come too far. I know you face it. I know every day, every moment of the day, you face it, you face it, you face it. But you, you can't, you can't, you can't he ends up in Russia with Billy Joe doing all this stuff and he kept telling him, Pastor, we need, we need somebody to come here and run this church. I mean, you're getting thousands of people saved every month when you come and they're all coming to church. There's thousands of people here every Sunday. We need a pastor to come and do this. Terry, why don't you be the pastor? Holy cow, you didn't hear me. I am just here to help. But there came a day, see, where he's in Russia now. Little at a time, piece at a time. Little at a time, piece at a time. He's in Russia and his, t- his ticket's getting ready to expire and the bus is about to drive away and God says, stay here. Yeah. Stay here. He didn't have money to pay the hotel bill. If I stay another day, I won't have any money. I've got children. See, where is he now? He's in that same place, but it's just down the road. It didn't change he faces the same temptations. He faces the same trials. He faces the same things standing in Russia that he faced all those years ago, standing at that Brahms ice cream place. Do I get milk or do I get this? And he's standing here now and he says, well, God, I'm clear across halfway around the world with my family and I I don't have any money if I don't get on this bus and go to the airport and go home. What are we going to do here? But see, God had taken him that far. He, He already determined years ago he wasn't going back. And so he turned to his wife and he says, I believe that God's telling us to stay here. And then she said, we need to stay here. And they stayed there. And I mean, immediately people began to, immediately people began to call him. I'll pay for your whole hotel room the whole time you stay there. I'll pay for your housing the whole time. I'll send your children a box. What do they like? Every month I'll send them a box. He said, every month his kids got a box from home full of stuff. That season dried up in Russia. And what do you think happened? He got to go someplace else. Same dilemmas, same thing. Now he's back in the States, gets a job at Victory, does his thing. God says, go take that 99 and get around the country, man. You're going to be be a USA missionary to teenagers in this country. You're You're going to put this before a million kids in this country. But I don't have any money, God. There'll be people that'll come across your path to take care of you. There'll be people, we support him. He came here. Other churches, Pastor, Pastor Sharon Doherty's getting ready to support him big time. They've always supported him, but getting ready to pour some serious money to start a second one. But he's faced the same, he's faced that same situation, but he already made the decision. He ain't going back. So don't think that because you made that decision a long time ago, it's not going to happen again. Nope, he gets to make that same decision all the time. He got all of his sound equipment stolen, got a whole truck full of stuff taken thousands and thousands 30,000 something dollars or whatever and the insurance covered him for a couple grand so what does he do he doesn't get his dober down he doesn't go cry and say that's it he says okay god come on you were there at the brahms you were there in russia you were there over here you were there here i know we're going you show you take me take me take me take me take me stand up today i just want to pray for you because this is important I look at him and he's one of the most successful people that I've ever met in my entire life. He doesn't drive around in a Rolls Royce. He only spent six weeks in his house last year. He lives in a hotel with teenagers and interns. <laughs> that me up. With teenagers and interns, man. But you know what? He's refused to be dysfunctional. He's refused Will you refuse in your life to be that way? I mean, refuse it. Yeah, but I face it. Well, I, I'm telling you, you will face it. Then you know, you'll bring it back to every day. Every day. But you've got to choose to refuse. Will you choose to refuse it? It says Moses, see, he refused to be called the son. He refused to be a part of that house. Why? Because that's not who he was. Even though that looked like that was the blessing. Even though it looked like that's where it was. He refused to go there. He chose the other direction even though it was more difficult in the flesh even though it was more see he went that way why because that was the way that he was created that's who he was that's that's who see you're a child of god and i'm not telling you the road's going to be bumpy it's good it's glorious if you talk to terry his life has just been one miracle after another it's absolutely every day amazing i call him say where are you today sir ah we're skiing in new mexico Ah, we're going to a game in Anaheim. We're going to a football game here. We're going over here. Hey, we got 15,000 teenagers saved last month. I'm not giving up. I'm not. We're starting a second team. We're starting a third. There's going to be a fourth one. Come on, John, I want to come to your city. (laughs) Come on, man. I mean, we just, see, don't, 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 don't. Right now, just bow your heads where we are. We just pray.